Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom. McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
Maka and Duncan, you have teleported uh, into uh, a cavern knowing that your new uh, companion, Ita, is in, in danger uh, of, uh, of uh, some kind of assassination plot. Unfortunately, from the sound of her, uh, her kind of vaguely heartbreaking plea for help, it would seem that plot is well underway. Um, <laughs> you uh, luckily, uh, using Maka's... Um, uh, Spore abilities and uh, crazy stealth bonuses. Uh, you managed to evade the notice of uh, the demon knights uh, that are kind of blocking the entrance to the tunnel. Beyond them seems to be the battle of some sort. Um, what do you do, Tom? Is the tunnel? Does it have like an emergency door shut, or is it just open tunnel? They're just it's, not going. It's in? open. They're they're uh, a couple meters away from the the entrance, kind of down slope. Um, but uh, no, there's no emergency door to, down. <clears throat> um, Duncan, based on your knowledge of tactics and everything else. Uh, given that these people are, are standing where they are, they kind of seem like a, if things get out of hand, it's their job to shut everything down. But they're, yeah, it's it's not on full lockdown yet. In a gang fight, these would be the, the, the people whose job is to stand nearby and let the gang beating happen uh, while making sure no one intercedes or the person being beat up escapes. Yeah, they're going to so escape. Duncan is having the same crisis of strategy that Ryan is having, which is how involved are these dwarves? Because he could shoot one and then run past them and they'd come after him for vengeance. <laughs> but he doesn't know if he should shoot. Wait, she said they were going to let the orc die, right? That one lady who was in charge? Um, of the, the two... Uh... I there were a group so. in front of the door and she said yeah. to let the orc count it die. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Duncan would like to shoot that orc or that dwarf uh, with Mr. Bang double barreled in the face while dashing by into the hallway. Uh, and are you running away from the open room or into the open room? Into wherever they were guarding. Like I want the... So you I want to enter the chamber that Ita is in. Is that correct? Yes. My goal is to essentially shoot the lead dwarf in the face for corruption uh, and then charge, hoping they'll follow me in to deal with me and then I can just entangle them with the demons. Huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan, go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. That is 29. Fuck man, dem spores dough. Um, okay, uh, so uh, you walk up uh, to the lead dwarf. Um, uh, you can tell like uh, she's kind of um, hearing the echoing sounds of of uh, the fight uh, occurring up in the the chamber um, with kind of grim determination. Uh, there's no glee in it. It's not like ah ha ha ha. We'll just let this happen. It's a I've been tasked with an unpleasant duty but i will see it through um you well, place if, mr bang against i was gonna say he'll raise mr bang uh and then realizing that he's stealthier than he thought but he is like a smoky apparition person uh, he'll just say the charge has carried us and the sentence is dead uh and then he'll shoot her in the face <laughs> all right uh go ahead and roll your damage <laughs> nice uh and any surprise attack is an automatic crit mm -hmm. Uh, 16 damage. Well, your damage doesn't matter. You shot her in the face point blank and she wasn't <laughs> expecting it. She's dead. 
it's just nice to roll dice. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, both barrels go off. Um, you blast. Um, like you just see a half of her face implode. Um, uh, her body kind of like jolts um, and just like falls to its knees and over. Uh, and you sprint to a, into a room uh, full of demons and an orc countant. Um, Maka, uh, you see Duncan start to run. Uh, so this is before he's pulled the trigger. What are you? What are you doing during this? Uh, I am casting uh, or activating my ability, symbiotic entity, mm. um, which makes me much much tougher. Um, and gives me some extra attack bonuses. I'm basically just getting ready for the inevitable scrap that we're about to head into. Demon fight. Demon fight. <clears throat> yeah, um, hearing some, hearing Ita call help, knowing that these guards are right here, just kind of putting two and two together, being like, I must prepare. And just, yeah, just uh, activating some of his uh, spores. Great. Um, the Mr. Bang goes off. Uh, you see the lead dwarf fall. Uh, I'm gonna roll. Um, here, one second. Uh, so um, half the dwarves break off and are like, "Look out, smoke demon!" I guess. Um, and uh, <laughs> they'll charge after uh, Duncan. Um, the other. Uh, so there were a total of six. One is dead. Uh, We'll say four charge after um, Duncan um, and uh, one remains behind um, to continue to guard. So Maka, that's the one closest to you. Um, the the guard seems to be like quickly checking um, the uh, the sergeant um, and obviously realizing that sergeant is very dead. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm going to run into the room. I'm, I'll leave that that guy behind. Great. Um, so uh, with with uh, the greatest speed a, a, a turtle can manage, uh, you you sprint into the room after Duncan. Um, Gwen, you've seen some weird shit in your time. Uh, some weird things have happened to you. Um, having both uh, Duncan and Maka run through you uh, yeah. is a tremendously off-putting experience. Um, but you are thrilled uh, to see them here. Uh, you're, you're not sure what Duncan is wearing. Uh, oh, <laughs> but uh they're they're here and that seems to be uh Wait, all that matters he's still he's yep. still in the speedo he's in his party yep. clothes yeah <laughs> I mean, admittedly, he's, he's full of like shadows right now but i feel like because you're incorporeal you you can kind of see through it um <laughs> so uh, he rushes through you uh it's a, a tremendously strange sensation uh, and you actually um you lose your focus for a minute uh as as you're you're drifting and you almost feel like you've slipped uh, on something um, and fallen backward um, and uh, suddenly you feel tremendously heavy um, and vaguely uncoordinated uh, and also like kind of um, uh, somewhat crowded uh, and as you try and float forward um, you hear a clinking of armor uh, and you realize you've fallen backward into the dead guard's armor Ooh. I, can I get up? Uh, you can. I, can. Can, I, can I move it? <laughs> uh, roll me a constitution oh save, please. Oh, oh shit. I guess which character she's. <laughs> Excitement turns to fear instantly. Yeah. Hmm. Constitution save. Ooh, 24. Great. 
Um, so here's the thing. You are used to moving around in a suit of armor that has no body inside it uh, and that is kind of magically um, linked together by your essence. There is a corpse in this one. Um, so, and also the armor isn't like magically held together by things. So you're going to be at a bunch of disadvantages because you can control the armor somewhat, but there's also a big dead weight inside the armor. Um, also, the armor isn't connected to each other, so it's kind of like you're... If you can imagine, like, if you just stacked armor on top of itself and then tried to walk that way, nothing's really connected. So you're going to be a tremendous disadvantage <laughs> to movement, um, but you are weekended burnings uh, the, the sergeant around now. Also, unfortunately, you still have no voice because... I was just going to ask, like, can I You're just haunting a suit of armor. Great. Um... Ita, um, you are uh, leaping over a, um, and like, you're not exactly a leaping person, but, you know, desperate times, uh, yeah. over a um, an abandoned uh, fast travel cart. Uh, seems to be a few generations past, possibly from one of Kevin's ancestors. Um, as uh, uh, the, the demon uh, that you uh, have run your analysis on um, kind of crashes an arm through it, uh, an arm that is looking very corporeal. Mm. Um uh, however, uh, you can see a bat kind of flutter past your vision um, and uh, suddenly you hear a bang um, and suddenly a bunch of uh, demon knights come rushing in uh, weapons up. Uh, Duncan, and I mean, maybe this is a question for you, Tyler. Um, does attacking lose this effect? No, uh, it's it's up to me to maintain it. it it's a concentration spell. Yep. It lasts one hour. Yeah, uh, so as long as it's a fun spell because I'm not invisible, out. I'm just more stealthy. Yes, yeah. yeah, it just aids in stealth and it makes you uh, very, very difficult to track because um, you don't leave a trail. I mean, it's lucky there was only one way forward, or else these poor dwarves would never yeah. find you. Um, excellent. So, um, if I could have uh, Ryan and Tyler roll initiative for Maka and Duncan, Laura, if you can roll initiative for Gwendolyn. I'll roll for the dwarves. It's party time. I was playing double duty. Oh, Gwen rolled a nat one. Nice. That is very appropriate for what she's wearing. Yeah, honestly. Uh, Duncan's got a 14. Okay. 12 for Maka. All right. Cool beans. Um, uh, Maka, I'm going to give you a surprise round um, because you didn't stop to shoot someone in the face and you've just <laughs> sort of rushed into this, this situation. Once again, to set the scene, um, large circular room. Demons are starting to spill in from all of the other entrances. There are three entrances. We'll say uh, you guys came in through the west entrance. Um, there's a north entrance and an east entrance. Uh, demons are spilling in through north and east. Um, that said, there are only four demons in the room right now. One is chasing Ita over near the east entrance. Um, the others are slowly kind of falling in line. That means that you are coming in behind the, uh, the demons, which are focused on Ita. Um, but the order of rushing in is Duncan runs in, Dwarves follow Duncan. Maka follows dwarves. Right. Um, Maka, what do you do? Is there a way for me to make my way over to Ita? Like, like, can I? I can see her as I come in. 
Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see her like running. She's kind of like running the perimeter. This really is one of those arena fights where you just run around in circles hoping that something will <laughs> will click. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's within your your range. Cause also because she's like running toward you. Um Okay. She's running towards me. Duncan, there's there's dwarven knights between me and Duncan. Yeah. She's running towards me. And Duncan's running towards the demons. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to meet uh Ita. Um and uh, and cast uh, cure wounds on her because I, I see she's visibly quite injured. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll make that. Ugh, I've already used some spell slots. Sorry. We'll make it level one uh, cure wounds, and I'll just try and roll well. Try and roll well. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Give me one second. Here, I'll make the sound of dice rolling. Ooh. I, I mean, I'm rolling dice here too. I just need to find the spell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Four plus seven, 11 uh, health points back to you. I feel s- slightly less broken. Uh, um, and Tyler, that's a touch spell, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, uh, Ida, you're just like sprinting. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's like a cloud in the way uh, who kind of like grabs you as you run by <laughs> and just like guides you past. Uh, and as you do, your your wounds start to heal up as uh, as spores spread all over you. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> one hand on her as she runs by and then I place myself between her and the demons chasing and my shield's up and my club is out. Uh, and I'm aware that this is Maka. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hide, I'll say that. I'm... Yeah, yeah, you okay. can see him. He's shadowy, but he's he's there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> is it just a hallucination as you bleed to death? Maybe. Jacob's ladder, possibly. But like, you know, <laughs> just enjoy the ride. For a bonus action, I'll cast uh, Shillelagh on my on my mace. And... Sick. Um, okay. Uh, so top of the round, uh, the dwarves, uh, Duncan, they are chasing you into the into the space. So I'm going to delay their action until after yours they are ahead of you in initiative order but given all the the hijinks it doesn't really make sense to me that they'd like somehow run you down immediately um which brings us to ita um you you can feel your your ribs knitting back together uh enough so that when you run they aren't poking your lungs anymore this is a a nice step up it is yeah it's nice Uh, but the situation has changed quite considerably uh what do you do um well, I think too now I've got Maka and, and Duncan between me and the demons now. Yep. So I, I, I can help a little bit. Um, so uh, I think I, I, I will just, uh, I kind of like feel, feeling like, oh, suddenly a little bit healthier. I just kind of basically turn on, on, on my foot and just uh, utter like oblivion in their direction. Um and cast confounding theorem on them. Mm. So intelligence saving throw. DC 14. Uh, all four of them fail. One of them rolled a crit fail. Oh, that's nice. Um, so that is, so 12 damage, 12 psychic damage. Ooh. Wee! Um, 
is that 12 based on a roll or just on your sir that's just on the dice on the dice great um okay go ahead and roll those dice again for the one who got a crit oh right 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 uh oh nice 17 (laughs) um all right so the one chasing you that you've been analyzing is uh is looking pretty rough uh, very rough. Um, you can see that uh, coming from a different plane of existence, uh, uh, questions of uh, oblivion and uh, that sort of thing are like real practical there. Uh, so the demon seems to be legitimately uh, having an existential crisis. Um, it's like mid halfway through a Wes Anderson movie. Um, bringing us to Duncan. Um Bunch of demons. Ida seems to be somewhat out of dan- immediate danger. Uh, dwarves are chasing you. How do you get right. them to engage so the demons? Demons in front of me, dwarves behind me, Ida and Tortle behind kind of, dwarves? Uh, kind of off to the left of the demons. So like, if you're running at the demons, off to the left of them, you've got Maka and Ida, because Ida was doing a lap. The demons are turning to, to chase her, realizing other shit is happening. The dwarves are rushing in behind you. Great. Um, I will charge the demons. <laughs> they seem the most evil, which sort yeah. of appeals to Duncan, because I think there's a part of him that's just like, cut up dwarves and demons. I can kill everyone in here. Uh, and then he'll <laughs> he'll charge the, the front rank of the demons. Uh, just whichever one's closest to the dwarves. I feel like he wants the demons to just steer towards dwarves. Yep. Is Understood. his big goal. Nice. Um, all right, so you've got uh, the the one who's like uh, the, the slowest. Uh, we'll say that um, uh, off this demon's tail, he's got like a really badass, vicious looking, like it's halfway between like a small anchor and like a scythe. Like it looks like a badass weapon. Uh, however, it is metal on a tail that isn't strong so this demon is like running slowly like dragging this cool tail um and you can hear it muttering in infernal uh something that sounds roughly to your your ear like ah, this was a bad idea <laughs> dad <Cool>. was right <laughs> so duncan will dash forwards uh and then with the bone rapier it'll just be a slash across the eye because we've established canonically this one has one that looks crossed uh, and then down and just <laughs> trying to kind of s- the the spine of the tail. If he can like sever across mm, there, will okay. be his yep. kind of two slashes. Uh, I'm assuming he wouldn't have advantage. The demon knows he's there. Or does he have advantage? Um, let me roll. Uh, uh, I rolled really badly on my perception check. So we're going to say the demon is not aware the demon is solely focused on Ita. great so the first one is a 24 to hit and the next one is also a 24 to hit uh yes both of those will hit surprise surprise beautiful uh and then uh, that is 13 damage total uh, which is, of course, magical and piercing and shit, because it's a rapier made of bone with a spooky skull hilt. Uh, and then mm. at the same time, I will use a swashing point, because uh, now I've led one side towards the other, and use a skill that I have called fall back, because they don't have names, so I wanted to have sexier names than just swashing abilities, uh, which means I can use the disengage action and move my full movement distance as a bonus action. So I'm sprinting and leading the dwarfs at the demons, get the demon's attention and then i would like to essentially leap and roll to end up beside maka over on the side of the room uh and then what i would like to yell at the dwarves is 
oh, you boys forgot about the details. And the devils are in the details uh, as they just smash into <laughs> the demons. Uh, amazing. So that happens. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um, Maka, Ita, and Duncan, I'm going to say with the demon knights uh, and the demons clashing, you actually have a chance to escape. Um, or you can stay and, and try and, and deal with this. Uh, I assume you're you're heading back to the teleport pad, even though you don't know how they work, or would you try and go through one of these other tunnels, scale the walls? What do you think is your way out? I think Duncan would steer them back to the way they came in, because at least we know with the demon knights there, the demon knights were not expecting demons from behind them. So like, here's the new front. Yep. Yeah. Take the, uh, the package, uh, as you would think of Ita in terms of security, uh, out of the war zone. Great. Uh, as you begin to rush back, um, a uh, a zombie revenant um, stumbles out of the cavern towards you. Uh, the uh, undead, uh, blown open head, lolling, um, tongue loose, um, as this uh, shambling armored corpse begins to stumble towards you. Um, only with, uh, a, a, a demon knight uh, behind it just screaming oh containment breach containment breach and running away uh, screaming <laughs> not using the teleporter no okay that says something to Maka <laughs> I okay. think Duncan would immediately it'd be that skull like fist guard just bam into the revenant's face like he just needs to knock it aside to get past uh, also, so, he doesn't know if a rapier will kill a zombie. Yeah. Uh, Gwendolyn, you see a skull hilt coming for your face. Um, what do you attempt to do in this situation? Um, I have a panic moment of like, oh no, like <laughs> they have no idea uh, that it's me. So I kind of go through like, okay, what can I do? What can I do to make them know it's me? And I just like... I just try with all my might to like lift a foot and put it on Duncan's if I can to step on his oh! foot. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I think, oh, this is going to be so brutal. I'm so sorry. I know. I think this is probably a sleight of hand because <laughs> you're trying to make, you're trying to do a quick, fast maneuver through like, like you're trying to be dexterous while wearing an oven mitt. Yeah. While trying to avoid a slash. Yeah. <laughs> Six. Um, Laura, I'm going to give you a, a very, very gentle devil's bargain on this. Um, <laughs> gentle. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you can... <laughs> That's not the tone you want before he said the term. Um, I will give you advantage if you're willing to take the hit. But in order to do that, I'm gonna need you to roll um uh I think insight. So if you want that option, you'll need to pass no. an insight check. I say because no. Laura, the insight I, would be Duncan is planning on cold cocking you, not stabbing you in the face. But uh, you'd have to spot Well, actually, that. more importantly, uh, the insight check is oh. for Gwendolyn to realize she actually isn't in this body. She's in the armor. So getting punched in a dead head will have very little effect <laughs> yeah. on her. But as someone who flinches in VR a it lot, will, it's total, yeah. your instinct is like, 
oh, fuck, I'm going to get punched in the head. So it, the insight check is to determine whether or not you'll take the that hit. I know. Ah, that's and fair. And then um, you can re-roll. Yeah. See, it's a nice devil's bargain. That's, that is nice, though. I'm sorry, Tom. I take that back. Oh, it's okay. I'm going to kill Ida next round. Um, <laughs> you won't believe how many more things she can fall off of. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. The series features Claire Blackwood as Red, Ryan LaPlante as Adrian Diesel, and Tyler Hewitt as Old Man Richter in a world created by Keeper Tom McGee. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now. Hey. Um. He's going to fall into a different game and kill a different beloved character in that game. Yeah. I really, I really like fall Ida. On Schwartz uh, 17. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17. Um, okay, yes. You realize that you are not, like, it, it's it's an act of will because I think conceptually your sort of field of vision is still somewhere near the face. Um, but you yeah. just accept accept the hit. Um, and uh, you can roll again as the, uh, the hilt cracks into the side of the already decimated head, folding it in half. It's <laughs> even worse. Four. <laughs> You step right between his legs, um, missing both feet entirely. Um, Duncan, uh, you clock uh, the dwarf, and rather than the body falling to the side as you'd expect, the head implodes, and the body stomps between your legs, sort of like grounding itself as if to to prevent your, your exit. Okay. At this point, he would kick out the leg that's between his and try to just shove it over on the side. Like, basically, like, to hip toss the zombie. Gotcha. So we um, can get Ida out of this fucking war zone. <laughs> I'm going to need an opposed check, please. Uh, I need both of you to roll athletics. Thirteen. Three. Uh, Duncan, you've never tried to hip check a dwarf anywhere. Turns out, not a good play. <laughs> Um, you go to, to throw the dwarf. Uh, the body is is solid. Um, that said, uh, Ita and Maka, if you saw Duncan going toe-to-toe with a single opponent, would you stop or would you run by? Uh, I'd run by for now. He hasn't taken any hits. He's a duelist. Yeah, Maka knows that Duncan can take care of himself. So right. he would keep going to get Ita away from the danger. Cool. So, And Ita, I assume you would also run by? Um, <laughs> if she tried to ta- stop, Duncan would just be yelling at her. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> no, I th- well, I think Ida has so- somewhat of a sense of like these people just saved me. So, she- right, but if Maka, I'm sorry, I don't mean like running away. Oh. I mean Maka is like trying to escort you past this. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I mean, like I'll take Maka's lead Great. for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the two of you sprint by. Um, Duncan, can you roll a perception check, please? Ooh, my perception is not good, but that roll was all right. That's a 19. 
Uh, you notice and- that the Revenant does nothing to stop them. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oi! What the fuck are you? <laughs> he says as he like steps back and it's one of those like cape over shoulder rapier up in some sort of overly artsy, definitely drawn by an Italian swords master in a 15th century pose. Except wearing a mankini and I believe sunglasses around the back Correct. of your head. Yes. Correct. Hmm. Okay. I, um, I. <laughs> With newly sp- frosted tips. <laughs> what I do is I, I, I basically, I kind of like try to shuffle back and then I fall prone on the ground, like face first, and start shoveling like <laughs> dirt and shit, like rock debris In- towards oh. where my face would be. Into the mashed, like, yeah, exactly. Be mess like, of head. And I'm kind of like, hands up, like, holy shit, it? are you the princess? And I kind of like, kind of shake myself, like, <laughs> this would be me nodding, like, <laughs> And Duncan <laughs> can hear demon knights fighting demons around the corner, and he just, he can't help himself. And he's like, did Karen do this to you somehow? I, sh- I shake again. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill her. Get up. He's <laughs> like, we're going to get you um, out of here. At which point, uh, the dwarf uh, who ran away, uh, Ida and Maka, um, you see uh, her rushing back um, and uh, like back up the tunnel. Uh, with a determined look on her face uh, and the distinctive um, hiss uh, of a fuse. She's running, like, she's aiming to, like, book it past you. Um, But uh, it would seem that she is uh, carrying, uh, and is, like, carrying an armful of explosives. And lit, it sounds like. Yes. Explosives. She just keeps yelling, close the breach, close the breach! (laughs) Do you think I can still use my hellish rebuke? <laughs> <laughs> You're there. As wait, as Gwendolyn or as Gwendolyn? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say you're tied up. This is happening as Gwendolyn okay. and Duncan are having their tête-à-tête uh, or tête uh, pulpy neck hole. Um, <laughs> this is a Duncan and Ita. Oh, sorry, a uh, Maka and Ita problem. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, would you just let her pass? What's uh, what's the play here? Oh, she's looking like she's going to run past us. Yes. Yeah, you get the sense that she's trying to that likely she's going to go collapse the entrance to this tunnel. I don't. I don't want anyone blowing anything up right now. Just this second. <laughs> I understand. A good way to feel what, in a mind. <laughs> what do you do? Hang on, let me look at this spell. Oh, God, these fucking... <laughs> yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Welcome to the uh, silent, uh, you know, yeah, uh, personal work section of our game uh, where everybody just works on a personal project. This is uh, called panic time. <laughs> it's when a character's time goes even fucking longer than usual, <laughs> which is the character and player are panicking. So time slows... <laughs> To a fucking still. This is slower than the Matrix shit. This doesn't even help. <laughs> Use the bat. <laughs> um. I, I yeah. I'll I'll let her run past then, uh, and and try and I'll I'll double back and get Duncan, just to like get us away from them, away from uh, amazing bombs. So basically, um as uh, a bunch of things happen all at once. Um, 
Duncan, you scream like, I'm going to fucking kill Karen. As Maka steps on the princess's back, grabs you, pulls you forward past a dwarf with an armful of explosives. Um, and uh, Maka, you just toss Duncan kind of like at Ita down the hall. And then I think you just fucking like turtle down. It's. it's I was going to say, depending on how much time, like if I have time to run, I run. If I don't, I turtle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay. uh, you turtle... Um, and, um, I think like you kind of, uh, just for, for visual flavor's sake, you, uh, you Mario Kart it, you just like turtle and leap forward, um, <laughs> like slide, uh, forward as, uh, the dwarf yells, seal the breach, uh, and the, ex- the, uh, bombs detonate, um, blowing up, uh, consuming the dwarf, um, causing a, a massive, uh, collapse and, uh, Duncan, as you're tossed through the air, you look back in time uh, to see the the top of uh, the the mine entrance just collapse uh, onto the armor uh, as this this bomb goes off. Um, you see like chunks of it blown away as well as the uh, the mine collapse. Um, and uh, Maka, you are blasted uh, King Koopa shell style uh, down the. Uh, uh, down a ways. Uh, I need everyone to please roll me a dexterity save. I think I uh, automatically failed. Everyone? <laughs> Not Gwen. Uh, I have disadvantage on deck saves. Um, actually, sorry, uh, Tyler, I'm going to say... For you, then, let's make this a con save because you're not so much trying to dodge the blast as endure the blast. Okay, that so I sense. have advantage on con saves, so I'll just flip my results. Yeah, perfect. Great. Sorry, Laura, I cut you off. That's okay. I got a 14. Okay. Ita got a 14. 22 for Duncan. 19 for Maka. Um, okay. Um, Ita, you're going to take um, six points of damage uh, from the blast. Okay. Um, Maka and Duncan, you'll each take three. Um, but uh, I would like to. Uncanny dodge. <laughs> Like, Maka is just sitting there being like, I have used every spell in my arsenal. And you're like, Uncanny Dodge, three damage. I cut it down to two. (laughs) It only removes half, rounding down. You know what? Down here, everything is half. So, Um, because we are underground. Um, So, um, your, your toss clear, it's a classic action hero explosion thing. Um, to be clear, like more of the entrance collapses, but you're able to kind of like move further into the mine. Uh, you pass the, the teleport circle, but, um, to Maka's point, none of the runes are lit up. Uh, it seems like it's a receiving, uh, pad, not a, a two way. Uh, two-way street. Uh, so instead, you you make your way uh, to kind of a safe distance uh, as the the ceiling continues to cave in uh, before eventually it, it comes to a halt. Uh, Duncan, uh, you had Gwen for a second, and then she got blowed up. Um, where where are you at with this? I think his mind is racing at this point because he needs to figure out the logic of what just happened he's very angry he can't kill that dwarf he's immediately i feel like this is his version of fight time is like dealing with consequences really fast Mm -hmm. and then he seems smooth because i think (laughs) 
it's not that he's a brilliant man. It's just that he comes to his decisions very fast from the same flawed workflow. Oh, so he's on Twitter. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, Jake Dorsey. Uh, I think his, because he's like, fuck, okay. She got kicked out of the armor, but she got into a dead guy. But the, I don't know anything. What I know about soul armor, because we've had talks about soul armor vaguely with Jeanette. Yeah. So, the, so fucking Gwendolyn's around. Yes, which that is would good be news. a logical assumption. Which means he doesn't have to kill anyone. And I feel like his rage at Maka would be tempered by the fact that the princess is alive to a neutral. I don't think he'd be happy because this was a fucking train wreck. But still better. I th- I, so I think he'd be standing perfectly still, which is very unlike him in a situation where they're still in danger. And he's not really paying attention to that. He's just standing there and he's like, Maka, Maka, that was... Maka, the corpse was the princess. The princess can get into the armor. But that was a dead a dead person. She can get into the armor. If you kill a dwarf, does it not have a soul inside the armor? Maybe, how does that work? I, okay, Maka, basically short form is, if we, I need to find a way to rip Karen out of that armor and shove her into hell. Maka emerges from his shell and is kind of like teeters to his feet after being completely <laughs> like, blitzed and rocked by that explosion and avalanche or cave-in uh, and just kind of shakes shakes his head a bit um, and says uh, uh, um, but Gwendolyn's corpse is back in the kingdom of byproduct her corpse not, is here not there. She, she was inside the dwarf zombie thing that I was fighting the one that you stepped over when you threw me away from her she was in there and then they blew it up. Now we need to find her a new body. Does anybody know what a corrupt dwarf is? <laughs> Are there any... Uh, what, what's our new surroundings looking like, um, Tom? You're just further down a tunnel. Uh, behind you is is the collapsed um, shaft leading into that room. Um, it continues to curve um, kind of uh, downward away from you. But basically, you're, uh, you're in one of those uh, most boring of Hero Forge hallways that's just like... You're in a stony hallway. Um, it curves oh. around, so you can't quite see what's a, ahead of you. Um, but based on just kind of a basic guess, um, since this part of the shaft was leading up towards that central room, leading down will take you further into the mines. And that's the only direction we can go in currently. It's forward or backward, yep. and backward just caved in. Yep. Uh, so Maka will say, um, is everyone all right to... Proceed. Are you all physically well? Yes, Ita, how are you? Sorry, this is complicated. I am in a significant amount of pain and discomfort. I believe I have several uh, broken bones. I'll cast Uh, Cure Wounds again. That would Uh, be most delightful. Two and seven, nine more HP. I'm also quite inebriated. I cannot help you with that. That was incredibly unprofessional of you. Uh, Duncan says, <laughs> I thought you were an orc accountant. Weren't you supposed to be checking the books? Yes, but apparently my job cannot be accomplished or completed uh, because I believe that I was meant to die here. Yeah, unfortunately, we found proof of that. Let me show you. Uh, and he just pulls his mankini out and pulls out the letter. <laughs> and then he's like, you're going to need to read this. It's going to qualify things. You do. It does. Oh, 
Oh dear, it is worse than I anticipated. Uh... So our collective goals, I believe, are to keep the dwarfs free of the influence of your empire. He says slowly, looking at her, knowing this is a question, but not knowing how she will feel about facing off with her own empire. Uh, I'm sorry, why are you looking at me? You seem midway through a thought. <laughs> well, the question is, how do you feel about the empire right now? Is this one of those, oh, what a fun challenge my psychopathic boss gave me. Better go make myself a medal by killing dwarves uh, or some shit. If I examine the facts of the situation, they would just as soon see me uh, not alive. Uh, therefore, uh, I, 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 my self-preservation is kicking in uh, uh, quite strongly. And uh, I, I do not wish to return there anytime soon, lest they finish their work. Ita, can you roll me an insight check, please? Yep. Uh, 19. 19. Um, Given what you've seen um, from kind of the various levels of, of politician you've met here um, and the way the document is worded, um, you're not entirely sure whether this means the entire Empire of Numbers is in on this or whether this is a faction within them. As it seem, uh, right, seemingly yeah. here, this seems to be a faction of the, uh, That's the dwarves fair. Yeah. in Sprung Brick, not all Sprung Brick. Uh, obviously... It might be all of Sprungbrick, but I think a quick conversation with Duncan and uh, Maka would reveal that uh, President Nagata didn't seem to know or care about any of this, nor did most of the people who met you, greeted you, talked to you. Um, so far, the only people who have been implicated in this are Weebly, Straubelmeyer, and, uh, Dagwood, uh, Smithsonian, and uh, the Demon Knights in the Mine. And you're not sure how many other Demon Knights might be, but all this to say... Based on what you've seen, it could be the whole empire. It could be a faction yeah. within the empire, or it could just be the head of the empire. But okay. this isn't like a oh shit, we got to kill the whole. No, no, no. Yeah. But there is indeed corruption. Uh, therefore, I will proceed cautiously, and and I, I do not believe what is happening is correct uh, from an ethical standpoint. And the right. words of Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, and a bunch of other great games. Ita has joined the party. <laughs> All right, friends, then I believe our strategy in the short term is simple. We need to follow this path and get out of this fucking mine. It'd be better for us if we can do it unseen, because we don't know which dwarfs are involved with the conspiracy and which dwarfs aren't. We know some of the knights are, which means we've got to be careful. It might be a sneak past and only stab them if they try to stab you first kind of situation. Once we get About. back to the surface... <sighs> About I want to Wendell go after all the conspirators, Duncan. but... Duncan. Yes. Do we need to bring a dwarven corpse back here for Gwendolyn? Possibly, I but I need it to be a bad dwarf. So if we find a bad one that's close, yes, I think. Mm. It's got to have the armor, though. It can't just be a dwarf, not a random one. Mm. Mm, I see. Well, um, Maka and Duncan, can you both roll me insight checks, please? Nineteen for Maka. Nine for Duncan. Um, Maka, uh, you've seen, you distinctly recall Gwendolyn leaving her armor um, during the uh, the the fight with um, the root folk. Mm-hmm. 
Um, based on how you think about your spores kind of leaving and returning to you, uh, it occurs to you in a way that perhaps it has not occurred to uh, Duncan just yet that the odds of Gwendolyn's spirit uh, being anchored to this space seems low. Uh, if, for instance, you let off a spore cloud and then you ran away, uh, the spores wouldn't just like hang out in the off chance you came back, they would dissipate. Um, mm -hmm. So I think based on your understanding of the cluster and how you would compare that to what you've seen of Gwendolyn, you think the odds are bad she's still here. Okay. Uh, Marco will say, um, we should head down this tunnel and trust that however Gwendolyn came to be here, she can find herself elsewhere, perhaps where we need her to be. Hmm. Yes. There is nothing keeping her in this tunnel, especially now that her anchor, and I gesture to the rubble, uh, has been utterly destroyed. All right. Then we need to get back our armor. We need to stop the conspiracy. But most importantly, we need someone in charge who isn't involved in the conspiracy. I'll say now... Jaden Hayworth is a fucking moron and he could absolutely be involved in anything, but I think he's too stupid to know. We have not yet spoken to Richard, Richard the Grey either. That mm. would be our priority. If we can determine whether or not he's honest, then we can determine who we have to drag things before. And if we have to rig the election to put him in charge, I don't give a shite, but I need that fucking armor back. All right, all right, all right, we're in the focus. You two start going down the hallway, stay sneaky. I'll be there in a minute. I just need a, mo a moment here. Gwendolyn Maka nods and, and leaves. Cool. Uh, Gwendolyn. Uh-oh, it exploded. Um, the uh, relief, the great relief you felt at um, finding and communicating uh, with Duncan is somewhat uh, uh, not like ruined, but uh, you know, just a, a little bit uh, impeded by um, <laughs> the uh, the sudden loss of of form and uh, in place, um, but the good news is he knows you're alive, uh, and he knows Karen's up to no good. Not that that was ever really a huge concern. He kind of wanted to kill her from the minute he met her. So like, <laughs> this is really just like a I'm gonna buy this thing. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, good. I already bought it. Um, kind of situation. Uh, but you find yourself drifting yet again, and um, I'm gonna need you to roll me a, what, what, uh, what is Gwendolyn's key stat? Um, oh, that's Ida. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, constitution. Okay, uh, I'm gonna need a constitution save. Um, when that body was, was blown apart, you were already feeling like barely in control of it and crowded. Yeah. Um, based on what you've determined from bouncing off these other bodies, you could feel remnants of that dwarf's soul um, trapped kind of echoing throughout the armor. Um, and when the explosion happened, it's basically like, for lack of a better term, soul shrapnel um, cut through your, your essence. So uh, I need a, a pretty big con save from you um, to, uh, to stay together as it were. To stay a character? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, no. <laughs> 10 um all right i have a uh, a counter here uh of three 
If it gets to zero, you dissipate. You are now down to two. Okay. Don't question my devil's bargains, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. This is a mechanic I've had since we started, but I uh, haven't had a chance to use it yet because you didn't get the glove blown up. Um, so, um, Remember so that, like three years ago when I just used to take every single devil's bargain? Yeah. Those, those are the days. For the Truly. record, you still took this one. I can't think of many you've turned down. Yeah, but it was a good one. It's true. It's true. This one actually had no consequence other yeah. than just self-awareness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the devil was knowing yourself um <laughs> so um uh gwendolyn um it's uh it's a little bit like that state where you're you're falling asleep and like you're still thinking but it's it's getting a bit foggier and like you miss parts of it and then suddenly you're like oh wait i was just I, like i listen to audiobooks when i fall asleep so there are often times where i kind of like drift back in and i'm like how are they on an airplane now? Oh, I've been asleep for 20 minutes. Mm, I should stop. Um, <laughs> but it's it's deeply alarming to you because so far, even uh, after being crushed as the koi, you still felt very much uh, like a coherent thing. Um, but with this damage, um, you realize that uh, your your hold on this reality is somewhat tenuous. And you think back uh, to your, your sweet, sweet, uh, familiar friend, uh, on the road and how he slowly uh, faded away after leading you uh, to the Shadowlands. Um, can't remember his name right now, but he was adorable. He was that he was sweet, sweet dog cute. guy. Um, but uh, you think briefly of him and the plight of the familiars and um, how it, it might, in a weird way, uh, echo here for you now. Mm. Are we talking Toby from the convoy? Toby, yes, Toby. that's it. Thank I was you. looking through my notes. Yeah, we are talking Toby. <laughs> Welcome to Toby Talks, where we talk Tobys. Um, all right, so um, you find yourself adrift yet again. I think based on the role and the damage you just took, um, rather than like, a, where do you go next? It's just a moment of like trying to fucking kind of pull yourself uh, back together as you, you drift um, further and further into the mine yet again. Uh, just watching uh, all the hard-fought progress you made um, slip quickly away. Uh, Gwendolyn, what's going through your head as this happens? Um, there's definitely just like a, like I was I was so goddamn close. Goddamn fucking turtle! I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. Freaking step on me. Push Duncan away. Yeah, fucking fuck. We continue to <laughs> hear um, Gwendolyn cursing away uh, as uh, she drifts further and further into the depths. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. 
So please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.